In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello everyone, welcome once again to the UK Film Review Podcast. My name is Chris Buick and we are here for a special episode of the UK Film Review Podcast dedicated solely to what will surely be one of, if not the biggest film of the year, Matt Reeves' The Batman. But of course, I am not alone. For joining me, as always, is fellow critic, nerd and just all round good guy, it's my good friend Ian Lunny. How are you Ian? Well, after such a lovely intro, I'm great, man. That's uh, <laughs> thank you so much. It's all um, true. All true. <laughs> it's all true. I was going to say it's the Batman and Robin of uh, of the po- of the UK Film Review podcast team, but it I'll is. let you decide which one is Batman and Robin. <laughs> I feel like I'm happy for either of us to be both both of them at the same time. You know, I'm happy to be both Batman and Robin simultaneously. Yes, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we are here to talk about the Batman. Uh, we are going to really get into it. So, And there will be those of you who haven't had the chance to see it yet. Um, so this is your warning that there will be spoilers ahead. So please be warned. Consider yourself warned. Um and just as a little teaser, we might also have a special announcement for you at the end of the podcast mm-hmm. that you should definitely stick around for. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later, it's fine. Um, but for now, yeah, let's get into it. So, The Batman. Ian, you and I both saw it in its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, this is probably going to be the biggest film of the year, probably, I'm guessing. Um, if not, it's... definitely up there. Um, yeah, this or maybe, I don't know, maybe Doctor Strange might, but I think this yeah. will be bigger. I think yeah, I, I don't know. A Batman film is a big event. When Marvel's like three a year, Batman's a bit this, le- less this frequent. Feel, yeah, a bit more special. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we've been waiting for this a while because of obviously delays due to pandemic, etc., that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and other things. But it's here. We've seen it. And well, Ian, what did you think of it? Oh, mate. <laughs> I, had to, like, I had to really my excitement. Restrained yourself. <laughs> oh, this before this podcast, we were chatting, and I was like, every time we said the word Batman, I was like, ah, <laughs> ah! it's. I I thought it was amazing. Like I genuinely like. I, I can I can understand perhaps some diverse opinions on it, but I thought it was amazing. Like it's it's probably the best Batman film I've ever seen the quote i I got from you and the text after i told you i'd seen it was i think it's the best on-screen batman which yeah Yeah. is a bold statement but one i'm inclined to agree with it's absolutely good like it's it's like everything i wanted from a batman film for years Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. years as a comic book reader and like 
I respect other people's opinions. Like I was talking to Chris, the owner, the owner, uh, runner. What, 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 it, it, does Chris have an official title? Our uh, overlord, I think it is. Of UK <laughs> review. Yeah, the editor. Uh, he was saying that like he, he found it funny that it took me so long to decide if, if Christopher Nolan's like Batmans were better than Joel Schumacher's. I still stand by my hesitance. <laughs> As a like batman fan i've waited for something like this for years like tim burton's was great you know if you love nolan's then cool you're down with that you know joel joel schumacher's is what it is you know and but there's never been like this no and it's so good like it is so good yeah yeah it's amazing like the performances are amazing like robert patterson is amazing like genuinely it's crazy. This podcast, by the way, is just going to be me going, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a very positive hour uh, from both of us. Ian and I have already spoken about this offline much, but we we are desperate to talk more yeah. about it. And how. And I agree with you completely what you're saying. This is the Batman depiction of Batman I've been waiting for mm. ever since I started reading the comics uh, that I just haven't had up until now. No. And I think it's because, and we said it when we were talking about Batman films on our other podcast, go listen to it before this one. You really should. If you haven't mm, listened to that should. one, go back. Like, why? But that there's never been one where he's a detective. Yes. Like, working stuff out. And this film does that perfectly. He's trying to work out this, like, serial killer crime spree. And he's actually having to put pieces of a jigsaw together. Mm. And I loved every moment of that. Like, it it's not flawless. Like, I always have no. like a rating. Yeah, I have a rating system that is it as good as Blade Runner, which is my favorite film of all time. And it's not as good as Blade Runner, but it's like really good. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. close. Like, I had to really think about it after watching it. I was a bit like, wow, that was good. <laughs> um is there anything like you thought when you were watching it that like i guess if we're talking about it not being perfect is there something that stood out to you as being a bit because it was something for me but i wonder if it was the same thing um i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's anything particularly obvious i think maybe the three hour runtime it mm. could have been trimmed down slightly mm. i mean there, are, there there is excess in there that could easily be trimmed down and three hours is a lot for anyone to sit through especially yes. me after i drank my coffee before i went in rookie Why mistake you do that rookie man mistake. That it was such error. an error i went to a nine o'clock showing i was tired and i thought oh, i'll have a coffee <laughs> and uh yeah uh, <laughs> it was, I, 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 powered, I powered through let's put it yeah. that way um but <laughs> i do think there is maybe 15 to 20 minutes that could be come out of it but mm. Hello, having said that, I, I it's weird given what I just said. I would easily have watched another two hours of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I, it looks fantastic as well. But I think, and I would have watched another two hours. I, th- I think what the runtime is the obvious thing for me. That's why mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I was wondering if you had the same like. Yeah. This was maybe a bit too long. Now I want to go see it again to see uh, if my yes. feelings are the same, knowing what happens. But I'm just going to go into spoilers, by the way. So if you haven't watched it, definitely stop now because I'm literally going to spoil the the film. But when um, Falcone uh, gets shot, I'm yeah. assuming everybody's seen it. So when he gets shot, I felt like that was the pacing end of the film. Like the pace of the film felt like we had got to a conclusion, mm-hmm. and then the second like or third act sorry i should say where we find out that the riddler has made a much bigger plan which again it totally makes sense it's happened in the comics so if anybody's like i've seen online some people being like him blowing up like the dam that's preventing gotham from flooding is a bit over the top it happened in the comics so i have mm-hmm, literally yes. no problem it happened in 50, uh, uh, new 52 um, zero year so it definitely yes. happens it's fine but i felt like that bit felt like they wrote the whole film and then went oh we can add this bit and i thought maybe it would have worked better as like maybe in a sequel there there were copycat riddlers because when they all turned up looking like him i was a little bit like okay this has gone in a direction i didn't expect it but maybe watching it again i'll feel a bit smoother you know what i mean yeah i feel like and i do i feel like in the end it was a bit like 
they had extra bits, but like you say, it, had, it felt like it came to a natural because the way the film is paced is brilliantly done from the yeah, start up until that point. It's so it's so precise and um, I'm trying to think of the word, but it's so um, economical on how it plays Perfect everything work. out. Yes, and 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 it doesn't it doesn't rush, but it doesn't drag either. It's it's pretty much pitch perfect all the mm. way through to the point where you're always um engaged oh, and yeah. then and then by the time the falcon thing hits it's kind of coming to its natural conclusion because it's probably around the two hour mark that happens mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. naturally as a film watcher you're thinking two hours that's when my you know big finales happened mm. and i'm i'm like coming down from the exhilaration of the film mm-hmm. but then you're it's asking you to kind of ramp up again for mm-hmm. another hour. And it's a bit like, oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. But it's just like I was, you kind of stopped and started a little bit. That's um, exactly the way I'd describe it. And yeah. uh, that pacing thing, you've hit the nail on the head. Like, I wonder if they had saved that that third part for the next film, say, like, if there's copycat Riddlers that he's having to deal with. Um if I would have actually put this film as maybe flawless, if it had that two hours, maybe two hours and 20 minutes, if they wanted to add a bit more to the story there. I mean, it doesn't, as I say, and as you rightly say, it does. it's not bad. The third act, I'm not going like... No, no, it's rubbish. not. It just, you feel like at the pacing, it it kind of changes and it's it's quite obvious the pacing changes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If they'd, have, if they'd have said, look, we've set up a sequel here and it's basically Riddler's in jail but he mm. hit but that's only the beginning what he's done is sparked this whole yes seed of chaos across mm. gotham with that is unstoppable mm. and then you can have you can delve really into that about uh, anarchy coming from all sides and batman mm-hmm. not having to deal with one person but multiple people you mm. know um and I, I think that would have been a good sequel yeah and it could have linked well with perhaps say court of the owls yes that's, that's everywhere you know, yeah. So that kind of riddler, these copycat riddlers, and the court of the owls—they're coming from all sides. Could have actually maybe paralleled that quite nicely. Yeah. Um, it just feels that bit at the end's a bit. I'd say I, I want to see it again to see if my feelings are the same, knowing that that's going to happen. But my immediate reaction was like, "This is all good," but I could have. You could have just finished it an hour ago. Like, yeah. Been done an hour ago, and you could have had the because the court of owls is like this shadowy cabal that controls Gotham behind the scenes and no one knows who they are. Maybe mm-hmm. they could have been orchestrating or use this as an opportunity to kind of harness that power they have yeah, over Gotham. Totally and they have a whole to... army of yeah. anarchists at their behest to... Uh, they're, uh, yeah, they're at uh, fingertips. Because that would work as well because who mm-hmm. the Riddler's killing are like officials. So it makes sense that that that, that their court of hours are trying to like, you know, cripple the, the Gotham infrastructure. Mm. you know and and that would maybe make sense you know yeah uh, but yeah i mean i mean we've gone from me going it's absolutely amazing to critical like that's <laughs> quite the, 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 change the, the, i think i think we I think we're just trying to be as objective as we can, and um, but we are nitpicking at the same time. Like yeah. I, in no way did I think this film needs to end. You know, no, um, no apart from I. the fact that I'm, I need to, I need to go, and uh, <laughs> I, I've had a large coffee before I started. So, but yeah. apart from that, it wasn't like I was waiting for like, oh, well, this is dragging now. No, not it, at all. Up until the last minute, I was enraptured absolutely with the film. I would respect like. A friend of mine really didn't enjoy say because it i'm not saying it's self-indulgent but there are quite a lot of like very artistic shots which i appreciated mm, a i lot. loved that yeah i thought it was beautifully shot mm. i thought it looked amazing i it thought does. it was like stunning but he was saying like there's bits where particularly at the end where he like drops into the water he's got his flair he's walking them out there's a lot of imagery there which i thought was beautiful but he was a little bit like you know can we move past this which i was like i said to him and he respected this that if you're going into this film thinking it's going to be you know the dark knight action yeah. like even though the action in dark knight's not amazing you know come at me but the <laughs> the and i think the action in this is way better but the it 
it's light on action, but when it does do it, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and that's the thing. It uses its action when it needs to, not just to try and create spectacle. The mm. action has a purpose. Oh, and so what, I, cause what I really like about it is, unlike other Batman films, when Batman walks into a room in every other Batman film, he is, a, he is basically talking. He is saying things he's constantly mm. you know a presence in the room that everyone has to acknowledge in this he literally just stands there looking mm. around and everyone's talking around him but this also plays into the world's greatest detective bit he's yes. not listening to all the silly conversations gordon and the police are having about theories he's too busy working it all out and he he says like one word but it says so much because he's just thought about it when they're trying to figure out what the riddles are etc mm-hmm. he just says one thing but his, he still manages to have a presence in the room without yes. just barging his way in as we've seen batman do before when it's a crime scene or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and i really like that kind of difference of because when um when you read a batman comic batman's not there with generally taking control of a scene and he's Mm. very much a passive observer working Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. things and letting everyone else do what they need to do Mm -hmm. focusing purely on what he needs to do and they nailed that on the head with this film i think i completely i couldn't agree more like i think that's something i i I know like i'm not like the biggest purist when it comes to comic book films i like to see comic book films that like really care about their source material but i'm completely cool with it going in its own direction um and uh i completely agree with you that i think there's a lot of batman films where he's just entering the the scene and he just dominates that scene and he's not really a detective he's just a guy who's coming in to beat the hell out of people and yeah you know case in point of that is ben affleck in uh batman vs superman where everybody was like oh that's an amazing scene where he just jumps through the window and he kills people which i did not i didn't appreciate because he doesn't ever kill people um and i i i just felt like no you've missed the point of batman whereas in this as you rightly say he when he enters a room like i feel like the first scene you see him in when he's walking in where the riddlers killed um the mayor yeah um the scene is like really unsettling and he is like almost a specter that's over the police Mm -hmm. that are there because it's very unnervy it's very unsettling and because it's it's very much inspired by batman year one the long halloween and zero year Mm. uh or year zero 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 year thank you um he's still not like the batman that we know that's like this really confident batman who knows Mm -hmm. everything he's gonna do and i really liked actually the scene where we first see him it kind of reflects that where he beats the hell out of this gang, but then yeah. the person he's saving is also terrified of him. He's not a figure of like hope for people in Gotham. He's just terrifying. Yeah, and that's really interesting, and I think they captured that really well. Which I think other films have not done that, and that's why this is so good. It's captured that motif as you've talked about with Batman being a presence, a spectre on everybody. Yeah, and I want to I want to touch on that concept of fear a little bit in a minute because yeah. Fear is very much a, the the central theme, I guess, around this film for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I want to, I do want to talk about that opening sequence, not just Brilliant. the Batman one, but the the regular one. So, oh my god, it's that, so unsettling. Oh my god! So when obviously through, through the lens of the scope that we see, and obviously mm. that thing, um, it's kind of unclear what's going on but then mm. when that whole the way that whole scene is shot with him his standing behind the mayor while he's on the phone and it's just it's something out of one of the best horror thrillers mm. i've seen in modern times it was just so well shot I totally <laughs> i completely agree with you i actually do you know what when we were watching it simone my partner um we were watching it together and she thought what we were seeing was um bruce wayne's parents about to get killed yeah so did i i was like oh no come on (laughs) come on i I was like second i saw it i was like it's not it's not like (laughs) i knew it wasn't (laughs) no i i i i I think i mean for me i think it's maybe a matt reeves doing like a kind of fake out like ah you thought it was this but (laughs) there's a sense of humor as 
well. So I, like, I was like, please don't let me down in the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love I that. Movie. And, I, and I like the spoilers. They don't do it in this film. It's great. No, um, they didn't, but I agree with you. Like, and that scene in particular, actually all of the Riddler's like murder scenes and stuff. I think they've, Matt Reeves really was well inspired by things like Saw and mm-hmm. um, Zodiac and Seven. I think he captured yes. those three. Kind of like all of his killings kind of have inspiration from all three of those in different ways. Yeah, I mean? immediately thought Zodiac when yeah. I thought of that. Yeah. And yes, yeah, Seven as well. But any of those really high-profile crime thrillers we know in film, oh, totally. he's clearly thinking it. And that's another thing. When you throughout this whole film, every mm. detail has been thought to the nth degree. It's been so well thought out. This film, every detail, every aspect of it has been so well thought out mm. from Matt Reeves, and that from the and you can see that very from the start. That opening scene, that's when I knew I was like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, his like staring. Oh, it's so unsettling. It like is. I, I for a second because I know the rating of the film's like is it fifteen six like fifteen. I knew it was going to have some violence in it, but when that's building up, a part of me thought were, that they were going to go full on, like brutal, because mm-hmm. it 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 is so unsettling that it felt like as tense as you say it's like a as a thriller of of other films that are far more violent, and that scene is very violent. But I thought we were going to start seeing some really me- like brutal stuff. Yeah, um, but that- instead they they do so much with very little and it makes it actually even more unsettling it's really unsettling i agree i think when you build it in the right way you don't need a lot of violence to sell the point when you can make something so and something like someone someone like jordan peele is really good at he doesn't have a lot of violence he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of violence in himself but he makes you feel so unsettled to the point where it doesn't matter you still feel as bad as you would as if you saw someone being completely beaten to death but yeah and that that's the thing matt reeves weirdly has made not only a great i mean what category it's a comic book film obviously but like it's a thriller it's a thriller yeah it's it's got action to it that's amazing it's got horror pacing at points like the stuff with Mm. the riddler is actually pretty scary like yeah yeah particularly a second killing like that is straight up something from Saw, like the trap that he made to kill yeah. the commissioner of the police. Um, yeah, that's straight up something from Saw. And it's it, Matt Reeves has done an amazing job to blend several different styles of films into one. Um, yeah, I mean, the before we jump into that fear aspect, because I... I oh, well, we, we also want to talk about Batman's like scene where he arrives. Mm-hmm. Um but speaking of his like blending, the scene that stood out for me the most, like there's so many amazing scenes in this, like genuinely, like him and Catwoman's first interactions, great. yeah, like their their chemistry as well on sh- on screen is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But one bit that like really stood out is the car chase. Oh yes, like, uh, what, uh, first and foremost, Colin Farrell as the Penguin is unreal. I know like, <laughs> it's like, unreal, but that car chase is maybe one of the most pulsating crazy like so good it's amazing it's uh, one of the best like car chaser scenes i've seen in recent years was in baby driver this is maybe like better than that like Mm. genuinely it was insane like i was gripping my seat because it was like visceral it was so good oh yeah rant about the car (laughs) no that's absolutely fine the 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 car chase scene you're saying because in the rain in the dark and all those orange kind of sunburst kind of colors just blending together gives you that kind of exhilarating sense of i don't know what's coming next you know Mm. it really puts you in the Mm. i was Pardon the pun, driver's seat of the uh, of the car. So you, so you, so you're experiencing the chase at such a high octane speed as they are, mm. and you're basically just sequence. This could go pear shaped at any minute, and it's just such a like you say, pulsating is the absolute correct word. Mm. And when that car, I know we we see it in the trailer, the car coming through the flames. Yeah, uh, but when you see it still on the, in in the actual film itself, it still is exciting. I think it's insane. Like when when it jumps over. Uh, I I genuinely was like I've seen this in the trailer, but this is 
unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and when so when the car makes his first appearance from the shadows, mm. oh my god, that's so like did when he, it's just did he stole it. By the way, yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like he, I feel like he basically was like a, you know, like when you go up to somebody, and you go like that, and you yeah. just sort of flinch, make them flinch. I think that was what he was doing. I don't they, think the idea that he like stole it. Like he, he just went, oh, you keep it, ah, damn it! <laughs> this isn't an automatic. <laughs> um, but the the because did I mention I've I've seen that car? Of course, I, I, I don't. I, no, maybe, okay, maybe. okay. I, I, I was I was lucky enough to see that car up close. It is a beast of a car. Um, but when it sort of emerged, because Matt and I. I mentioned this in the article, but my readers always spoke about how that car is inspired mm. by Stephen King's Christine. Oh, um, really? Yeah, cool. which when you think about it, makes yeah. perfect sense because that, that car immediately, sh- and as much as Batman is in his suit and everything is meant to strike through, that car, when it turns oh, up on the terrifying. street, bad guys are meant to run away. Yeah. And that kind of, that's the kind of car that just emerges from the shadows and with that massive engine on the back as well. It's a beast well, of a car. I found it like... Even though it's a car chase scene, I think it's sort of like the way it looks makes the pulsating nature of it even more because mm-hmm. it's like a huge car. And like when the penguins, he's in like a small, smaller car, which is maybe just a general sports car. And uh, he has far more control of his handle because this is a huge muscle car. So it can't yeah. just turn. Um, there's bits where the penguins like slipping in and out of traffic. And I'm like, that massive hulk of a car is just going to kill someone. And I'm like, is Batman going to just like smash into something? Because this is only year two of him doing it. Yeah. He hasn't been doing it a long time. He's not refined as Batman. Yeah, he may make a mistake. He may make an error. And that's what that scene and that car, it makes you feel like that because it's out of control. It's like, it feels like it's out of control, but then you know it's not. You know Batman's in control once which I think is one of the best shots of the film. Once the penguin sw- flipped over. Oh, he's walking through the flames. He's and he's through the flames. Oh, so... Upside down is so amazingly shot. And it's something that like, oh, the slow-mo cool man walk. We've seen it a lot, but just simply going, you see it from the perspective of the guy who's just crashed their car. You're like, wow. I, cause I remember seeing that shot in the trailer and I've seen it in the film, obviously now. And people may think I'm exaggerating, but it's one of those shots that you know when they do like a montage of cinema history and great yeah, shots in, in cinema that will it. that will be in there. It will be in it. That because is the upside down cool guy walking away from, through the flames and his yeah. cape bellowing. It's just it's incredible. It, it's so good. I know we're fanboying out here. We we're are. Both, we're both Batman fans, but genuinely, as cinema fans, that I think I think you're right. I think people will remember this film in cinema because i think it does more than just say like look people are gonna hate me and that's fine you can hate me as much as you want but the dark knight is remembered for heath ledger's performance it's not remembered for anything else people don't go to me oh man you don't like the dark knight what about the intriguing story that they told like nobody says that to me they go heath ledger's performance yeah this on the other hand this they're gonna say i i honestly i this film has such a well-detailed plot, well put together, fantastic shots, amazing performances. I, I do think people are going to go, this is what Batman films should be like. Yeah, it's it's so well thought out. It's so well paced. It's so well... It's just, like I say, thought out to the point where they've literally gone, this is where we want to be at this moment. This is where we want to be at this moment. We're not rushing it. We're not going to do anything that, you know... Um, we feel we need to do to keep people engaged. We're just going to tell the story we want, and it really pays off. It's mm-hmm. an amazing film. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to the opening where we see Batman for the yes. first time, because yeah, yeah. as far as intros for Batman go, we've obviously had some great ones over the year. Um, always usually um, followed by the two immortal words that he says, uh, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batman. Um, but in this... In this one, I feel like with the fact that he says "I'm vengeance" is a very much a Matt Reeves pinned on a market going, mm-hmm. "Nah, this is going to be different. We're mm-hmm. not doing any. We're not doing anything you've ever seen before." Mm-hmm. And he's on record as having told Chris Nolan, "I'm going to make a better Batman film than you." And Do you I, know what he did? He did. He did. He did. Sorry, Nolan fans. He did. <laughs> Even I'm not saying this is somebody who hates Chris Nolan because I do, but fundamentally. 
this is a better objectively is a better film. <laughs> so much better it's so good <laughs> yeah and that opening scene where he comes out of the shadows you hear the boots oh. first and then you see the shadows and then it's just uh it's so great for a second with that scene i thought it was going to be connected to the joker universe for a second because all the, the gang that's there are like joker guys yeah for, but then, as the film went on, I was like, "Oh no, it's not. It's not." It's the just because it's, it's Halloween night, so yeah, it just happens yeah. to be. Happens um, to be. I, I mean, it was. Yeah. We will. We will get into the Joker connections in this film oh, later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, we'll save that. To, we'll save that criticism of it for me as well. But we'll hold off on that. Like we'll hold off. Uh, yeah. How much just of that? A bit, just a yeah. little bit of a criticism, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Um. So. Obviously, this is when we first meet Batman. And so what did you... So obviously, there was a lot when Robert Pattinson was initially announced as Batman. Mm. There may have been fairly a few raised eyebrows, even though mm. I, do, I do think Robert Pattinson's a great actor. Mm. But, you know, it's like with anything like a James Bond or anything like that. When someone mm. becomes such an iconic figure, you go, hmm, really? Mm. Mm. Um, people said that with Daniel Craig when he became Bond, you it's know? Weirdly. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. And, and, now, and now they're all like, oh, he's the best. And he's it's like, best. well, yeah, he's a good best actor. Best Batman? Best James Bond? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the best Batman. Um. But, uh, but, you know, I, I opened my hands up. When the first came, I was like, oh, Robert Pattinson. Mm. Okay. Uh but I was well. I was like, okay, well, I'm sure they, they know what they're talking about. I mean, yeah. they also they also cast George Clooney, but you know. So, <laughs> um, but what did you think of him in general in the suit? So yeah, I think I can't recall my immediate reaction to Robert Pattinson uh, being cast as Batman. Um, I don't think it was probably like that's amazing because like my knowledge of Robert Pattinson at that point was like not great obviously like with his track record of being in twilight but as we discussed like i think we've discussed this before on on air we um, did. but yeah like the, the there's plenty of good actors who've come out of that and also have been in that so you know i don't think that's a, a good actors can them. be in terrible films yeah yeah so i don't think that's a reflection on them and also they were very young and it's their first film so yeah you know you, you gotta respect that he's but, made his franchise money now he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, we did. We talked about this last time. Uh, but the so I'll move on. <laughs> but, with him, but I knew, like, as time went on, I started to be like, well, I've seen him in the lighthouse, which was great. And there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I felt like seeing him in that alone, I was like, he is a way better actor than I gave him credit mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And I started to be a bit more like he could probably, he will do this well, you know, um, I was more concerned about the fact that when I first heard the Batman, I was a little bit like, "Well, the DC universe is such a mess. How is yeah, this going to?" Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was more yeah. like another Batman already. Well, I was not Robert Pattinson. It yeah, was more like I was just more the con- the whole concept of having yeah. another one. And, yeah, obviously, yeah. I was so wrong. But and I, and I think I'm on record on one of our other podcasts saying. I think you asked me a question once, like, what would you like to see from DC Universe? And I said, no more Batman for yeah, a long time. Yeah. No, <laughs> me all of them. Give no, me like, more. Yes! <laughs> Keep going! So, so when he, him in the suit and just him generally in his performance, I think was great. Like, people have said, I guess, criticism of this film, again, has been that it's that he's not a good Bruce Wayne. But I, what, 
I'd yeah. say to them, and I have said this, is this is not a Bruce Wayne story. This has got nothing to do with Bruce Wayne. This is a Batman story. There are plenty of comic books which are just Batman stories, and particularly when it's year two, he's clearly a weird dude, man. He's dressing up as a bat, like, to beat up, like, criminals. So he's clearly not all there, right? So I was completely cool with this early incarnation of Batman being completely devoid of a human side, because his human side is dead, which I think as the series goes on, Alfred, who, you know, he's great in this as well. Uh, that's his name? Andy, Andy Sarkis, yeah. Andy he's Sarkis great. great in this as well. He gives us the humanity that Bruce is lacking, and that scene where they're together in the hospital is really moving. Mm-hmm. And I think as the series goes on, we'll see him become a bit more like I'm Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. That's my that's my other persona. Batman's who I truly am. So you, I think he was great. Like you know really what I you've said exactly what I, my thoughts were on his performance as so as Batman. Oh, can, can, can fault it. Can he's fault the it. Best Batman, like he genuinely is the best Batman he, he, on screen. He he his just his being a, like we talked about his Batman's presence in the room in this film and he just manages to carry that with such gravitas and sincerity hmm. that you believe that he is the character we've been dying to see forever forever he's, he's also like really re- like the action sequences with him in in the suit if we're specifically talking about like how he is in the suit his intimidation in the suit's great mm-hmm. like he, as you've said, he's like really the way he just walks through scenes. There's a really great scene that I liked. Uh, <laughs> I loved it so much. It's when he and the penguin are just talking in a club, and when you think about this scene, when you when you ex- describe it to somebody, there's a man dressed as a bat in a mafia yeah. nightclub talking to a mob boss in his own little room. It's like what like what are you talking about but it's so well written and his presence in that shot is very intimidating like he takes over that shot and it's great Mm -hmm. i also i do like the the interaction he has at the door just before that scene where he's trying to get in the club because he's and it really plays into the fact that he's new at this Mm. because he's like do you know who i am and they go yeah but they're not like give him two more years they would be like yeah come in yeah, they'll be terrified. Yeah, yeah whereas yeah. they're still a bit like, yeah, you you're dressed like a bat. Yeah, and it really plays into the fact that he's learning. And I think what Robert Patterson does really well is really get that really get across the fact that he is still struggling to figure out what he's doing with mm. this new choice he's made to mm. be Batman. And think, yeah, his, the, and his problems with sorry, that. You've just made me spark in my head. I was like, I feel like that's a theme throughout this film. I think now that you've said that, I feel like if there's a running character arc for him, like obviously there's a story for Gotham and story for the film, but he, his character development is struggling with acceptance of who he's choosing to be now and learning from that and that's not just in his like actions of beating people up and his like learning of fighting skills it's how he's dealing with this situation yeah and i think you see that you're 100 percent right you, we come back to that door a lot yes. and we have that interaction a few times and each time he's kind of gotten better at dealing with it yeah and um i think it's also in the way in which he interacts with other characters the way he's pondering how to deal with Riddler and how he doesn't actually figure out the Riddler's plot fully. He doesn't mm-hmm. get it. No. And he now realizes at the end that when he, after he beats the hell, by the way, <clears throat> when he beats the hell out of that uh, Riddler uh, copycat, um, yeah. when they pulled off his mask, his face should have just been blood. Like, yeah. He, I, he, when, he, when he did that, I was expecting like, you know, a mess. And I was like, yeah, he's, you know, he looks like a guy who's just had a punch up outside Weatherspoons. You know, he's he looked that bad. Like I was expecting, like a broken eye socket. Like maybe his like brain is a bit out. <laughs> like it should yeah. be brute. But he, the guy, then goes like, he's like, "Who are you?" One, I also thought it was going to be the guy in the the um, the church when he's at the funeral when the guy's like, "Oh, some scumbag who like should have like been dead, etc." Um, I thought it was going to be him, but it wasn't. Um, but when he says, I am vengeance, I feel like that thematically 
from the beginning of the film where he confronts those guys being like i'm vengeance and brutally beats them up and mm-hmm. then the guy he's meant to be saving is terrified of him as well mm-hmm. thematically throughout this even with those small things with those interactions at the door with the twins how he improves with that the car chase and how like that's very he is very, smart, he very much learning as he goes exactly but by the end he realizes i can't be that anymore yeah you and that, that brings us nicely round to the whole so the whole concept of fear is a massive part of this and how mm-hmm. he strikes fear into people that's his thing he wants to sh- he wants people to fear him and his whole monologue at the start in the opening is about how they fear the shadows because they think he's standing in there great shot by the way yeah oh god yeah yes it is but then by the end we talked about the scene where he's holding the flare saving the things he becomes a beacon of hope and that flare Mm. is very much a, a visual representation of him becoming not just an image of fear to those criminals but mm. also speaking of to the people of gotham who need him mm. and that's who batman is batman is both uh image of fear and hope mm-hmm. to different mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. i really love how the film ends on that note of he, him learning that i cannot just be a symbol of fear i need mm. to be something for people to believe in mm. as well it's and very I, good character development they it do it really really, well. really is and i just remember going oh my god well done that is yeah. great. Love yeah, it. they do. And I think his interactions, I mean, this might be something you were jumping on to, but I think his interactions with uh, Catwoman and Zoe Kravitz mm. is great. And she's really yeah. good too. And it's like she is far more like we need to get vengeance. We need to get, you know, the the these people. We need to like kill them. We need to have vengeance on these people. Whereas Commissioner Gordon, also an amazing performance as well. Oh, the God, actor's yeah. name slips Jeffrey, my mind. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, thank you. His performance is great as well. He is more like, no, we need to do it by the books. And it's great that you've got almost like a an angel and a devil on his shoulders that he's interacting with mm-hmm. um, that are pulling him in one way and another. And she is great in it. Like she's genuinely yeah. fantastic as Catwoman. Yeah, themes that you obviously we we see in comics like the young uh, the long Hall- the long Halloween, you know, mm. like working within the rules, just but working outside them just enough without breaking them, which mm. you know is a discussion for another time. Um, but let's talk about the because we obviously spoke about Zoe Kravitz, so the rest yeah, of the cast. I think there's not a bad performance in this. No, at no, all. not at all. They're all great. I also, I, as I mentioned before, the chemistry between Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz is great when they're in her her flat it's yeah. genuinely like it's a very dark film but it does actually have moments of like yeah, levity you, yeah it um, does only sprinkled in but that bit where he's like just looking around and just says you got a lot of cats like it's just cats, yeah. it's such a good and he delivers it really well like well, think he's still a human being at the end of the day so you know he has to have some kind of human nature to him yes so he's he's pretty serious and glum but those little bits just but that's the thing they're so sprinkled throughout that they just work so effectively they really when they do. do they really do um, and she adds that element of like that human factor because there's their relationship that's blossoming and yes. it's, it's really well done like her reaction to that is obviously being like i have a thing for strays mm-hmm. it's like it's yeah, really yeah. Dialogue. It's like genuinely great dialogue that i'm like that's very good this and, is very and good. yeah and obviously the relationship between Batman and Catwoman for the comics for history is one is one of the Batman's most substantial relationships, mm. and the fact that they're really giving the time and dedication to that really pleased me. I really enjoyed that. I totally agree, man. Like again, I don't want to bash on the previous previous films of Batman because you know there, there's been great ones, and I know you really love Batman Returns. Mm. I, and I completely respect that because I like that film too. Like, and it's interesting that this film has two of the three villains from that one. Yeah, but I think I still respect if Batman Returns is your favorite because it's a great film. I'm not going to be sat here being like, "Oh, this is you know way better." But I think the way they did the relationships that he had with people in this was better than that because mm-hmm. in that one they're almost like hyper versions of themselves you know like the penguin is like a literal penguin man who like is lifted up by penguins. yeah cat woman is a cat woman she's a woman who is risen from the dead from cats all great stuff like i'm not criticizing that like i'm not saying that it, but it is more heightened like you say yeah 
and that's cool and that's what that is but i really liked the relationships that he had with like penguin the dialogue that he had back and forth with him was really good like and yeah. a really good character development because there there are aspects of batman who knows that he needs to work with these people occasionally to fight a greater evil and there are mm. times when he has to compromise not compromise his values but where he has to kind of go along with what's happening to get to the bigger issue. And that sometimes means dealing with a penguin or a Falcon or a Maroni, you know, and dealing with those people to get to where he needs to be. And I feel like this film really, like you say, dives into those relationships and how it's not just a, he walks in, beats the crap out of one of them until he tells him what he needs to know. It's mm. very much a give and take. He's not a guy who can literally just go in and beat his way into a situation anytime he wants. No. And that's and, what I think they really do well here. They really do, and like it, it, they definitely set up like him as a a Batman that's now learned from this journey. Like, if we're talking about its comparisons, which obviously we can discuss in other places, but like with Year One, Long Halloween, even though they're written by different people, mm-hmm. Long Halloween is meant to be like a follow up to Year One, mm-hmm. and that f- book is very much the transition of batman and i feel like this film di- not dilutes it in a bad way but it takes out the because that's a very big comic and it has a lot of different villains in it um it it takes out like the best parts of that to allow batman to progress as a character through this mm-hmm. and um i totally agree with you i think it it allows you to see that this batman is not a batman who's going to just be like beating the hell out of people or hanging people upside down while shouting at them in a street he, this is somebody who's going to be calculated and work things out and get to where he needs to be. And I really think they picked the perfect foil or perfect villain to him with the Riddler um, in this Ooh. one. And I think Paul Dano is like unbelievable. Oh, he's so good. It's so unsettling and creepy. And they do it so well that I genuinely kind of forgot Paul Dano was behind that mask yeah, for a while. And, and without ever feeling like you're really hamming this up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like it was ever like, oh, it's ridiculous, you know, comic, really comic booky performance. I feel like it's always very grounded and real. And I yes. really like that. He's so good in this. And we mentioned, I think we mentioned on the back, or I mentioned on the Batman podcast about Paul Dano being kind of a selective actor. So there must have been some substance to this role that made him think, oh, I want to be in that. Mm. And I really see why he probably was attracted to this. Totally, man. He he got to really explore a very unsettling serial killer that, as as we mentioned, it's very Seven-esque, very Zodiac. And um, I liked that, I guess, from our criticism from the beginning of the third act being a bit, like out of place not out of place but we just didn't see it coming like that Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just different um i also did like that third bit where it turned into like this uh almost incel sort of like culture online of these guys who all agree with him who then wanted to go like out on a shooting spree which simone genuinely because of the tone of it thought they were just going to show and i felt like that i genuinely was on the edge of my seat being like they're just going to show this guy these guys shooting up people because it it felt too real you know what i mean like we know in the u.s that's a problem yes and i genuinely was like oh my god they're just going to do it but then batman gets there just in time and you're like yes Yes, Batman. <laughs> like, yeah. You did it. Yes. You genuinely, you're genuinely rooting for him to actually come and save the day. But he doesn't do it in such an assured way that it's like, oh, it was never going to be a problem anyway because he's got this handled. He, he does stump, stumble and struggle and he's saved by Catwoman. Mm. And, you know, it's... But you do feel yourself cheering rather than mm. just saying, well, we know how this is going to end. But you because actually I think, didn't. I did not know, like, because of that twist i was like oh my god they're just gonna shoot people i was like someone someone's gonna die in this yeah uh, yeah, yeah it was she it... did say not that i'm like a person who goes i can predict this stuff but one i knew the rat was going to be falcone and two uh i was like they're gonna try and kill the new mayor i was like they're gonna try and kill her i was like i don't know how i actually thought she was going to be involved in all i the thought she was going to be involved i yeah. thought i thought 
it keeps coming back to her and her, and it keeps having to sweat everywhere as well. Yeah, and I was looking at all the signs because there's a lot of signs for her campaign in the background, mm. a lot. And I was mm. like, this is this some kind of foreshadowing of yeah, she's, she's involved? Paid, yeah, she's paid her way to get there. Yeah, you but know? no, it, it kept it kept you guessing. It didn't give like say the Falcon stuff was you know a bit. Not telegraphed, but you know, it kind of made sense when it came about, and you th- you could see it. I, d- um, I didn't see it a mile off. I will say that I did think it was the penguin for a little bit, and I was like, "Well, that would make sense." But then, when uh, it was before the car chase, uh, I was, I turned to Simone and went, "I bet Falcon's the rat," and she was like, yeah. "Stop talking." I was like, "And, I, I, him. and <laughs> I like I like how it taps into the relationship that Falcon had with Bruce's dad because that's a massive documentary you know, thing in the comics, yeah, and I was like. That is so true. I forgot about that. Sorry to interrupt you, man. Oh my it's god, right. you're making me excited. <laughs> I I think that's actually a great addition to mm-hmm. the the story. Like I like that this person who Bruce has idealized as perfect made an error, and it it means that he's human. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the films try and put the way the Thomas and Martha is cut and dry, clean people who mm. are just always in the interest of Gotham. They have dirty pasts, mm. you know. They're not, they're not, you know, gangsters or mafia or anything, but they have blood on their hands. That mm. while they have regrets and it obviously tore them up, they are not clean cut people that we've been presented. And the fact that it actually established that connection that. Bruce's dad had with Falcone really I was like yes finally we actually mm-hmm. get to see that on screen because it's mm-hmm. a massive part of the comics mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you and I think it does it really well as well like I think mm. it it doesn't just force that in like you it naturally makes sense in the story that you know Bruce has these like idealized visions of his parents um but then it all comes crumbling down which makes him question everything he's about um because he's doing this for them ultimately yeah and he then realizes it's more it's more than that it's not just for them it's for everybody of gotham and yeah i think that's done really really well and i think that does actually set up not to like go let's talk about this but (laughs) it does set up like possible next films because you've got some stuff that could lead to hush which not not one of my favorite comic books like admittedly but it is an intriguing story um it's and if done well it could be really good well i'll tell you i'll tell you my theory maybe as to where this might go so based on the joke i'm just saying no no i (laughs) know no it's not we'll get to that in a second before we wrap up um but obviously we've mentioned the quarter vowels already and it's rumored that that would be the basis for the next film or Mm. films going forward um which i'm all for i love the quarter vowel storyline i think it's great uh, like I say, an, an organization working behind the scenes of Gotham and controlling it for years and years and years, and no one knows who they are. I wonder if in Bruce Wayne's attempts to become more established in Gotham, become more of a Bruce Wayne, which is hopefully where we'll see um, Robert Pattinson sort of develop in that side of his character as well. Mm-hmm is to see him try and take more ownership of Gotham and then the Corvell's pushing back to say, no, 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 we run this place. Mm. And then that's when it becomes a Corvell's against Batman kind of issue. That's kind of, I'm, I'd be up for that. Yeah, and I then, think that'd be really good. Yeah, and then obviously Batman is still having to lean on people like Penguin and Falcon, uh, uh, not Falcon, but um, you know the underworld to try yes. and get answers, mm-hmm. and that keeps us in this kind of world that Matt Reeves has put us in, and doesn't give us all the stuff we've seen before, such as the Joker, which yeah. has been slightly teased. Although I'm oh, skeptical yeah. as to whether that's just uh, kind of you know tongue you know, in cheek thing. It could be hush. It could be hush. It actually wouldn't be too much of a like, oh, fooled you, because Riddler and Hush have a kind of like interaction in the comic. So it kind of would make sense that it would be Hush more than Joker. Although Joker and Riddler also have a back and forth. They have the War of Riddles and the War of Jokes, um, which, you know, 
I don't think that would work in this universe. Like mm. it'd be cool, but I think that would be a bit much to do in a second film. Um, yeah, maybe. Like I know Matt Reeves was talking about like just because there's a hint of Joker doesn't mean he's going to be in the next film. Like he could do no. that in the third film, which would maybe be a better crescendo. Um, but I think if you did Hush, you could actually link Hush into the Court of Owls quite easily. I think that would actually be an in, an easy thing to connect. Not well, that they, I think you yeah. should do that, but you can. Well, they are planning a trilogy, so it could, is a possibility. Yeah, and I, I think I would rather... like That is the one scene in this film that i actually didn't like i didn't i didn't like the dialogue that much um i found it quite cheesy i guess yeah i didn't like that bit that's the one bit that i was like one minute and everyone thinks you're a clown i was like it's a bit on the nose you know and that's Um, why i was like if it's hush then but then he starts laughing and yeah the only is laughing and i was like this is weird my only pause for thought as to whether it's because it might not materialize into anything. It might just be a thing that they've put in there for mm. to make people excited, where they mm. actually to throw them off the scent, I guess, for whatever's coming. But the fact that they've cast Barry Keon in that role, who is not an unfamous name, who's in Eternals and Dunkirk mm. and a lot of other stuff, he's, he's makes me actor. think. Yeah, he's a great actor. Makes mm. me think that they're not just messing around with that, unless they unless he owes Matt Reeves a favor or something. But yeah. <laughs> But uh, or, uh, laugh a bit in a weird way. Yeah, yeah sure. maybe he's got some dirt on Barry Keown. I don't <laughs> know, but it just seems to me that it's a, it's a big name to have in a in a small part for it not to materialize into something else. But who knows what that might be? It's almost certainly going to be Joker, which I I hope it's not. It would be really cool if he's playing Hush. That would be like not that. As I said, it's not one of my favorite comic book runs. It's fine. It's it's not bad. It's just. It's okay. Like I, I, I think it's it's very put on a higher pedestal for Batman, and I think there's better Batman stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be interesting if he does play Hush because we've never seen Hush. We haven't seen that story. Whereas Joker is something we've seen a lot, and almost well, every Batman film series has had him involved. So I'd rather not have Joker, not permanently, but just not in the second film. It's just a bit too like, particularly when the Dark Knight did that as well. I kind of was just like, you don't want to do the exact same things because this film, what I will say about this film. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say what I did like about this film is that it pays homage to its previous incarnations Mm. really well. Like you have little nods to say Riddler and Batman talking to each other and that being similar to the Joker and Batman in Dark Knight uh, in the police station. By the way, just a quick tad bit. Awesome that I thought he had figured out he's Bruce Wayne. I genuinely oh yeah, and when he and so when good. he realizes that he hasn't figured out that little head turn, it's just yes. little things like that that you think so so simple good. but great, so great. But that yeah, whole so, scene where he's just standing there, that it's just great, really good. And Paul Dano is unsettling there, yeah, so oh, much. yeah, and like that that is so good because the riddler does work out in the comics so i thought oh my god has he done it like jesus but like that was great but yeah they did that that's a little homage which i liked obviously some of the catwoman and batman like interactions are obviously homages to about batman returns so there's little nods and that's nice. something i also really loved was the bat bike which is uh, which had little horns at the <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah. I was like, "That's Batman 1966, baby!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, his mask is kind of Batman 1966 as well, with the little nose. Like, I, I, I liked that that they paid homage to that sort of stuff. However, you don't need to do Joker like every, not yet anyway. Like, it's just too on the nose to do him this soon. If Batman has anything, it's the best rogues gallery. In comics, so, so he's so. got so much to go on, and you know we don't want to get into the long Halloween too much, but like mm-hmm. there's tons of stuff that from that that could be drawn on, and then there's tons of there's so much other untapped ground that just doesn't that just seems more mm. appealing to me at this point. Uh, like don't get me wrong, if Matt Reeves manages to do again with the Joker what he did with this film, then mm-hmm. we'll sit here and go, we were wrong, fine, mm-hmm. but I. I feel like we still need time 
for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And like, I think why I was really excited by this one, even before when I started hearing more, is that it was the Riddler. And I was like, that's awesome. So yeah. if they did something like Mr. Freeze, redeem the bad ones. Maybe just remake the Joel Schumacher yeah. films is what I'm saying. <laughs> do the bad villains. Get a so decent can... Poison Ivy or something in there. Yeah, I don't know. Do something something. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree oh, with yeah. you, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, we have high hopes for the future now after this one. I mm-hmm. cannot, I literally cannot wait to see what comes from his second mm-hmm. uh, Batman film, which almost, I, I know it hasn't been officially greenlit, but it's almost certainly going oh, to be God, yeah. announced within the next month, I, mm-hmm. I would bet. Um, but yeah, so I think that kind of concludes our thoughts on this mm-hmm. film. Uh if you didn't gather from our, we highly recommend you go and see it. Yeah, it's <laughs> immediately. Broad, it's broadly fine. No, it's broadly amazing. It's no, broadly it amazing. Like, I, it's I, I, I've said to a few people at work who know I'm really into Batman, they've said, oh, did you see it? Went, of course I've seen it. And then they were like, is it good? I went, I think it's the best Batman. They were like, immediately that's, that, everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I was like, no, it's genuinely, I think it might be the is the best Batman. I, I know love, it is. I, I love I Batman Returns. <laughs> I love Batman Returns from a personal enjoyment perspective, mm-hmm. but objectively and an enjoyment perspective, this might be the best one. Yeah, and totally. It's, it's go, in my and, number. It's probably my number. And one. they all go, better than the Dark Knight? I'll go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yes, just categorically, yes. And, um, I, but I do say to people as well, you know, if you like the Dark Knight, it might, not hit the same notes for you but yeah, yeah. you know it, but i think most people will enjoy it if not love it mm-hmm. i agree i agree yeah. with you man totally so on that note um i think that's all we've got time for but mm. before we go mm. before we thank all you lovely listeners for joining <laughs> us i am going to give the floor over to you mr lenny to share with us a special announcement so away you go yeah thank you thanks it's kind of like the pressure's on now. <laughs> oh. Well, there's a big announcement in terms of a new podcast coming out for UK Film Review. And that is going to be a podcast that I'm going to be hosting um, called The Phantom Zone, uh, which is going to be a comic book reading book club uh, for you to learn where your favorite uh, comic book movies have come from and be inspired to read some more. And uh, with that in mind this one in particular which we're starting this month on the 20th of uh, march is going to be the long halloween which we've discussed a little bit in this uh, podcast which is going to be talking about where the batman and other comic book uh, other incarnations of the batman have been inspired by and i'm going to be joined by uh, the amazing chris that i'm with now uh, the two of us are going to be talking about that with my, partner. <laughs> with my partner uh simone as well who's a big comic book fan as well so the three of us are going to be talking about you know the long halloween how it relates to this our like themes of it and also you know recommending another book for you to read along with us for next month so yeah come along it's it's going to be great so yeah the uk film review presents the fantasy sounds awesome i cannot wait and i'm really honored to be a part of it thank you ian um i can't wait for you to be on it man it's going to be the two of us monthly discussing comics it's going to be great yay can't wait (laughs) so there there you have it folks um very exciting stuff so please watch this space for the phantom zone launching with its first episode in the upcoming weeks 20th of march that's right 20th of march bang on 20th march great join us then um But that is really all we have time for this week. So I'll say thank you, Ian, once again for joining me. As always, it's been always a pleasure. Yeah, I love it, man. Thank you very much. And I've uh, enjoyed talking Batman again with you, and I look forward to doing it again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we we will. I'm sure we will. Um, uh, But most of all, thank you to all of you listeners for listening. We really hope you enjoy uh, hearing us every week. Um, Please, if you can, remember to like, share, and subscribe rates and all those other things for the uk film review podcast we would really appreciate it and we look forward to having you next time thank you goodbye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.